0: I'm going to answer the question today about forgiveness within the family of God as far as our fellowship with the Lord Jesus. Now, I have spoken before about forgiveness, and I've spoken about our standing before God and about confession, but I want to... Hit that again because so many people are asking me about just what is involved in family forgiveness. Now, I call it family forgiveness because the Bible teaches that there are varying kinds of forgiveness. And by that, I mean, for instance, when you turn to the word of God and especially the book of Romans, which is Paul's great volume, the magnum opus on especially how a man is made right with God. How a man stands before God righteous when he is a sinner. And Paul deals with that throughout the book of Romans. In chapter 5, it says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. You see, it is a legal term that is used there. Justification is the idea of declaring one not only forgiven, but also righteous, declaring someone to be righteous. That is a judicial term brought right out of the ancient world of courts. And so that is why Paul said in Romans chapter 8 in verse 1, there is now, therefore, no condemnation, no judgment against those who are in Christ Jesus. Now that has to do with standing. That has to do going before a judge guilty and he declaring you righteous on the basis, really, of not your own merit, but because he is altogether righteous and able to do that because the debt has been paid in Christ Jesus, you and I have a standing before God. Now, that is all legalese, and that is true, and it's right, and it's just because the debt has been paid for our sin. The penalty for our sin has been paid, which is death and separation, and that's exactly what Jesus did. He paid the sin debt. But when it comes to the family of God, we're not as though we were standing before a judge and our innocence or guilt is being determined or our standing is being determined. For instance, in 1 John chapter one and two and three and four and five, for that matter, we're talking about the family and those that are within the family of God. We've already trusted in Jesus. We've already repented of our sins. We are already in a relationship with God and that relationship is eternal and it's maintained by the Lord Jesus himself. That's why the book of Hebrews says he is able to save to the uttermost those who come to him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. And so our salvation is not in question. Our relationship is not in question. But for those of us who are children of God, our fellowship is maintained through obedience and confession of sin. And sometimes we just jump right over that. Yes, we are forgiven, but if we are wanting to live in the wonderful fullness of God's Spirit and we're wanting to walk with Him on a daily basis, then that requires the grace of God enabling us not to just have His presence, but obedience enables us to enjoy that presence. Don't ever forget that. Of course, the grace of God enables us through the righteousness of Christ, to have the Lord in our lives and have a relationship with Him. But it's the same grace of God that enables us to obey Him and to walk in a way that's pleasing to Him. The Apostle Paul said, whether by life or by death, my aim is to be pleasing to the Lord, for Him to have His smile upon my life. So how is that maintained? Well, the book of 1 John says that talking to believers, not talking to lost people, talking to believers, that if we confess our sins, He, God, is faithful. That means He'll do it every time. And just, that means He's justified in doing it because we're in a relationship with Him, not of our own merit, but out of the merit and the obedience of the Lord Jesus, he is just in doing it. He will forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Not only will he forgive us, but he will wash us. And that's the language of the family and to the family. And so sometimes people say, well, I confess my sin, but, you know, I still feel like I'm not doing something right. Well, maybe it has to do with your understanding of confession. There's other reasons for it. But I have found out that many people think confession is admitting their sin or listing off their sin. Yes, Lord, I did this. I did this. I did that. Well, that's not confession. Confession is a compound Greek word, homo, which means same. We understand that, homosexual, same sex. So, homo is the word for same. Logeo means to speak or to say. So, confession, homologeo, means to speak or to say the same thing. The prophet Amos said, how can two walk together except they be agreed? And so confession is really agreeing with God. It's saying the same thing that God says. Now, what does that mean? It means saying the same thing about our sin that God says about our sin that it is abhorrent, that it is filthy, it's dirty, it's ungodly, it's ungracious, it's lack of gratitude, it's total disobedience. It is shaking our fist in the face of a loving, wonderful, gracious, merciful God who has given us what we do not deserve, has withheld from us what we do deserve. And so when you understand that you're agreeing with God about sin, you're talking about the exceeding sinfulness of sin, And that involves repentance and turning from it. So sometimes we get the idea that confession is just saying, Lord, I sin. No, that's not it. It is saying, God, you're exactly right. You brought this to my mind, and there's no excuse for my behavior. I am not a victim. I made a deliberate choice to do that. No matter what people have done or said to me, I made the choice to do that, and I am guilty. And, Lord, I want to turn from it and I want to ask your forgiveness and cleansing and washing. And God help me never to do that again. And you see, that's not only agreeing with God that it is sin, but agreeing with God about the remedy for it, and that is repentance. And walking in obedience. You see, we get this idea, well, Lord, I sin, but there is no but. That's being a Billy Goat Christian. You're always looking for a but, a way out, a justification. There is no justification. We do what we do because we're sinful and because we're not allowing the grace of God to enable us to walk in obedience. And that in itself is sin and a slap in the face of a holy God. And so he is our father and we want to obey him and please him, not just when people are around, but to do it as unto the Lord. And we need to walk with God when we are in the presence of others and when we're not. You see, what you do in your privacy when no one else is around, what you allow your thoughts to drift to and to dwell on when no one else is around, that really shows the attitude of your heart. And so the attitude of the child of God is to please the Father in heaven. Any other attitude than that needs to be confessed and repented of and forsaken, and we need to run to the Lord Jesus and cling to Him, because He is always chasing after us. And I am so grateful to God that we have the Scriptures as an absolute, infallible proof that will never lead us astray. If we confess our sin, if we agree with God about our sin, not just that it's sin, but to repent and to turn to Him and we will do that, then the Bible says that God will forgive us. He's faithful to do that. He'll do it every time, every time. He is faithful to do it and He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so I pray that God will help you to appropriate this in your life today as you walk on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp.